This call is being recorded. Hi, Dr. Pamela. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. That's good. Thank you for being on my podcast today. Dr. Cornelia actually um, just showed up. Oh, good. Can she um, call in as well? Or what? Um, y'all can yes. talk. Y'all can she, go and speak her. She that actually was- has the phone here. The number is four. I'll show, share the number with her right now. Okay, that'd be perfect. Okay. We're just waiting on Dr. Kennedy to join us as well. Yo, 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 Hey, this is going to be a great conversation with Dr. Pamela and Dr. Cornelia. <laughs> y'all may have to see, y'all might be too Can y'all go in separate rooms? Yes, I'll go into another room. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Can I go to another house? Or she had me come over here. <laughs> So I have There's a whole social distancing thing. It's weird. We don't know what to do. I tell my age right now. Gosh, should I say it? Oh, Lord. Well, we've known each other since the early 1980s. So that tells you. <laughs> since high school. Back when um, Destiny, what was it? Um, Apollonia 6? Was it Apollonia? Yeah, Apollonia 6. Yeah, the whole Purple Rain stuff, the Tina Marie mm-hmm. era, all of that stuff. Young people. I like what? <laughs> but everybody know about Purple Rain now. <laughs> that was the first time women wore lingerie and um, uh, trench coats out in public. Yes, yes, yes. And it was acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it was acceptable. We actually would wear dressed up like Apollonia Six and go to school and have a lingerie with blazers on and all that kind of stuff. Thigh high stockings. So these See, the, freak, the, freak was, the freak factor was already there. <laughs> they're both doctors, but they're also stone cold freaks. <laughs> and okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Your freak I'm, factor was showing even then. You know that, right? Innocent one. <laughs> so I'm just going to make that clear right now. But what we're going to talk about today is sex. Sex in the era of the Rona? Yeah, we can talk about sex in the era of Rona and and the sex period. But yeah, let's first talk about how sex is going right now with everybody being um, in self-isolation, those that aren't in the house with a man. So how are, you know, how are people supposed, how are women supposed to function? Well, actually, I am more concerned with the fact that everybody isn't taking advantage of this um opportunity that the coronavirus has provided for everyone. What opportunity? You know, no, this is a great opportunity for all these single women. You know, they say that Cornelia's always saying that Dr. Cornelia, I'm sorry, that great things come from diver, um, you know, opportunities come, come Yes. Say it again. You said say it again. What did you say? My mother um, created, uh, coined the term, sweet are the uses of adversity. So you basically oh. take lemons and making lemonade. In this case, you take Rona and make new freaky sex positions, things you haven't done before. Is that what you mean, Dr. Shen? <laughs> Say that one more time. I got to remember that. And sweet are the uses of adversity. Sweet are the uses of adversity. I might name this podcast segment that Sweet are the uses of adversity. <laughs> I have to write that down. So how do you make lemonade out of lemons in this situation? Um, well, because Dr. P- Dr. Pam is our second leading expert on high-level freak factors, I think that she's definitely thinking in terms of 
Fantasy. Actually, that is true, too. But what I was thinking is you have these men who are in these houses with nowhere to go, and you have their rapt attention. They can't go anywhere. They are bored out of their minds, and they may not be able to touch you. Speak up. They are locked. They were reverberating so much. Y'all was still too I'm close. going outside. Can you hear me? Can you hear her better? Say something, Dr. Pamela. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. So you were saying because all the men are like, we have their undivided attention. That's what you were saying? Right. This forced isolation, they are locked in and you have their attention. So if they're with you, good, then you can practice all of your fantasies on them and enjoy yourself. But even if you only have them on the camera so that um, you can video and, and do all of the things that you've always wanted to do, but you've been too busy or they've been too busy, you can role play all day, all night. And the only thing you have to do is have fun, fun, fun. It reminds can I, me can I, of... Let me, let me point, Dr. Pam. Yes. I want to tell them this, this conversation we had the other day. Cause she was saying, this might be the ideal time for online dating. Because this is the only time you'll have somebody stuck in their house. So if they have a spouse or a significant other that spouse or significant other is going to show up so they can't tell you they're single. And as part of your, you know, getting to know each other, you can say, well, just show me your house. Show me around. So that way if they don't have a house or if their house belongs to somebody else, they really can't fake it anymore, you know? So I don't know. Point. I hadn't even thought about that. You're not a diabolical. I have a podcast on phone sex. I'm going to have phone sex with a man. So women can, those women that are shy about having phone sex, I'm going to show them how to have phone sex. I am going to do that. But that's the only kind of sex. You know, I'm a virgin, so that's the only kind of sex I know how to have. Any- <laughs> You're a virgin in Dr. Pam 21. Boy, I have a bunch of children around me now. I don't know what to do or say. I feel like I should be very uh, conservative in the things I talk about, like masturbation. You know, now's a good time to stock up on batteries. And others, I bet you that they have deemed these sex, uh, these, uh, you know, sex stores as essential places. I bet you. I bet you they haven't closed down one place that sells uh, dildos and, and uh, weed pipes. I'm so sure sales are going up. I'm sure that on sex toys. And they can order them online. Amazon has anything. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah, so do you recommend that women use sex toys? And, like, which ones would you recommend? Do you think a dildo is better than a vibrator or vice versa? What's the difference? A dildo doesn't. You move it and man maneuver. It's like the difference between a manual car and a stick shift. <laughs> I mean, a stick shift. <laughs> you know, okay, the, so the vibrator actually vibrates. It moves and it twists and twirls. And yeah. the dildo is just like the the hard rubber thing. And move it around yourself and you control. Here, yeah. I can have some in here if you want to see. You can come here. I have several. You can look at all these <laughs> in this drawer. That's not for me. That's for them. You know, I'm pretty clear. No, I can show I them like to you right it. now is, is what I'm telling you. I got several I can pull out. Well, put, it on, <laughs> put it on video so the... Other people that don't know your collection. Oh, well, this is a podcast. So here's my thing. Like, you know, a lot of people are always really, really, really shy about, you know, parts of their bodies that they're not familiar with. You know, they're not used to masturbating, so that's one thing. But they're also not used to experimenting with other holes in their body as well, as I may say that. Mm-hmm. So maybe you may not want to have a, another person exploring different orifices, but while you are alone, you can see how those might feel if there was a digit or a 
something, you know, just tickling around. What y'all basically talking about? Stop calling orifices and stuff. Just call it what it is. (laughs) You're a booty hole? Right. (laughs) But no, I mean, a lot of people, you know, are reluctant to even address it because they're like, well, I don't do that. I'm not like that. And, you know, and maybe you don't want to go full force, you know, with a man's penis or uh, may I say a fist, but a, the tip of a finger or, you know, something just around the vibrator on the edge of it, just to vibrate that, that opening, you mm-hmm. know, might take you to a whole new level of sensation. I heard that. And yes, my friends are talking about fisting, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, say two fists. I'm saying don't go to that extreme. Oh, but okay. they, they have different levels and they have different um, levels of rigidity to the instruments that you can use. And so it's it's not that it's not Dr. that difficult to find again. something. Okay, it's not that difficult to find that. something that's soft. And mm-hmm. and you don't have to go straight to sticking something in your, your bottom. You can start with some of the softer things. And I first you can... around the edge. Tickling around okay. the edge with something. <laughs> but before you start stimulating your, your, your butt, why don't you first just work your clitoris first and, and see if that makes you feel good before... <laughs> Before we go to some anal stimulation, Dr. Pamela, I know know that you have done sexual sexual dysfunctional counseling and all that kind of stuff before. So, what about the that is stuck in the house with men who can't get it up? I guess that's why. You got a tongue and some fingers. Tongue and fingers. Tongue and fingers. That could be the name of it too. Tongue and fingers. But Dr. Pamela, like, like, what advice is there? Anything like, if a man can't get it up, that there's some advice that you can give that may help. Other than, I guess, I know their medications and stuff. But like, when people came to you and said they were having these kind of issues, like, what advice well, did you give them? Well, first we did testing on their hormone levels, and then second, we also had to do some psychiatric testing, and we had to find out if there were was any type of uh, psych um, mental stimulation, was there anything that got If them your brain men- is iffy, you might not get a sticky. <laughs> if there was any mental stimulation, did they feel um, in their, did, they, did their body feel stimulated from anything? Was there anything that made them um, feel happy or feel excited? And they just couldn't get their um, um, the stiffness in their an erection in their penis, but the rest of their their heart rate was going up. Were they reacting to it? But they just couldn't get um, the penis to stiffen with the rest of their body responding. And if we found out that it was just a mechanical dysfunction, then that's when we had to do things to correct the damage from that. Um, area as opposed to the whole body but if it was from a a lack of stimulation to the mind Mm -hmm. then we had to find out we had to go back and say okay so what is it that you aren't missing because if it's from the stimulation isn't coming from he just didn't like what was going on we had to like start addressing things from a different angle hold on sweetheart he don't really like you it's not the mechanical um, thing, what would y'all do to fix that if it was if you found out it was a mechanical thing? Okay, so if it was a mechanical failure, like it was a pump action, then we had to send him to a urologist and we had to do other things that um that needed to be addressed because it meant that it wasn't that he wasn't stimulated or it wasn't that he didn't have the hormone levels. It meant that he, it couldn't be raised because there was um, something in the mechanism that wasn't making it rise, and he and it needed to be corrected. There were other things that were going on, and it wasn't because he didn't have everything in it to bring it up, and he wasn't happy about the situation. It just meant that one of the tools wasn't there to pull it up there, and we even had pumps um, that would work 
um, that could address the issue. You know, there were different things that could be done, and we had to look at the whole process from the beginning all the way to the end to see why he couldn't complete the act. And but so you know, never, a lot of men, excuse me, a lot of men are embarrassed to talk about that, and they just they just withdraw. They don't want to address it, so they you know they think, well, it's not working. I'm not a man, and it sends them into a dark place as opposed to talking it through, working it out, taking it to a professional and seeing what is really going on. But a lot of, a lot of men are uncomfortable with that. And some, even become, and some even become violent with their spouse and take it out on the spouse. Some think that this makes me quote unquote a fag because I can't function. I mean, they have various different reactions instead of just looking into it. And it could be something so simple that needs to be addressed that makes it, um, that fixes the problem. And some not so simple, but if you don't find but it, find fix out. it. Yeah. Just find out. Look it's true that it can often be caused by like other underlying health issues. It can. It can. Diabetes. It's, Diabetes, medications, it could be a simple medicine that you're taking. It could be, a, there are a various different reasons that things aren't working. And it's just like with anything else, um, you fix a problem and then things can go right. If you are blocking a dam, water won't flow. Mm -hmm. you move, so it's something you move. as simple as like a UTI? Like a man having like a urinary tract, could that could that could that also interfere with it? Um, possibly, but a bladder um, infection, something that, that would be um, that'd be a real bad one. But okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying these are kind of things that people don't consider. Like if, if it's not working. You know, neither the man or the woman might not consider that it's actually a physical issue as opposed to, I mean, you know, something external, I'm mean, not external, something different from what they think. It's not that it doesn't work. It's not that you can't get it up. It's not that you're not a man. It's not even that you're not attracted to each other. It's just some things going on oh, that you right. might, be, you know. Because on in the, because just what you said applies to a woman. I, was about I actually, to I, I actually did know a woman who had, um, who kept having an infection, a simple infection that was causing. But her not discomfort. a sexual, not a STD though. Hold, an STD. and she, and she kept going to, had only slept with one man, and he was with her. And he was a very trustworthy appearing gentleman and was very devoted to her. And they were very Christian, devoted people and no no drama. Um, and she kept going to her same physician she'd had all of her life and being treated for a simple UTI. And it was just a UTI that she was being treated for because that's all she thought she had. And she was uncomfortable. Long story short, he had had one lapse that he failed to tell her about and had chlamydia. Mm. That's a freaking big one. And what does chlamydia look like in a man, though? It's silent in a man. And he didn't know that he had chlamydia. So men that don't have symptoms for chlamydia. Yes, chlamydia doesn't give men symptoms. But it, what but does men have? This is an important topic, too. Because, you know, people be out here doing the most. So what symptoms would a woman have for chlamydia? So she was having um, discharge and, and burning, but she was sure that she didn't have anything because she'd only slept with this one man, 
And he was very devoted and trustworthy. And everyone absolutely believed that this man, because of the way that he carried himself, would not do anything like that. And so, you know, appearances are everything. And and that was at one time. And so long ago, and he'd never done anything since that one time. So the world believed it. And she walked around with this. I'm sorry? So he was a carrier of it for a long time and didn't know it. Yes, because cause, because chlamydia has no symptoms in in a man. So she was having this burning, and they kept treating UTI reoccurring in her, and she's so sweet and innocent, and, and they were like, and nobody could... They were like it, it could be anything else, and and then they kept testing her urine, and it would it would be clean, and they'd be like, okay, and and she's a sweet innocent um, girl, and blah blah blah, and over and over until it's just fulminating in her, uh, and then when they finally think, look, something's gotta give. This is ridiculous. What is going on down there? And they're thinking that she's diabetic. Maybe she has yeast infections. We don't know because they can't figure out because she's been a virgin all her life. And then finally, some friend of hers says, I know you're sweet and everything. And I know he's sweet and everything. But girl, this show sounds like um, P.I.D., and she's like, what do you mean PID? It sounds like pelvic inflammatory disease, but you're not that kind of girl to have pelvic inflammatory disease. That's usually girls who um, sleep around and da-da-da-da. And then she goes to her doctor and says, how could I have that? And then the doctor says, oh, you would not have that, but okay, we'll check you. And dang, she has PID. And they're like, wait a minute, how? They go to the boyfriend and check him, and he he has chlamydia, and she has chlamydia. And wow. they explain to her, you could have, they think they have to treat her for PID, uh-huh. and they have to explain to her that you may not be able to have children now. Oh, wow. Because you've been carrying this, and it could have affected your um your tubes, your fallopian tubes. It's, oh, wow. It's been, it's been in you all this time. How long did he and he broke up? I hope she I hope she kicked his butt to the curb and put him on the side like the specimens uh, and the, the uh, medical waste that he is. She did. But, but, but the thing about it is that when she was going through this, she it was so uncomfortable that she didn't want to have um, intercourse. So sex became uncomfortable for her. So sometimes when people are uncomfortable having intercourse, it's because of what's going on inside of their body. So anytime you don't feel good, anytime sex is uncomfortable, anytime it don't feel right, that's a sign that something is going on. That crazy man who posted that stuff about um abnormal stuff when you go down on oh, oral Any, sex and yeah yeah mm-hmm. anytime something doesn't feel right that means that whoever doesn't it doesn't feel right if it just are, if if you are consenting to engage in intimacy with your body and it doesn't feel right you need to find out what's going on can I just can I address something real quick? Because that that kind of points to two different things. One, we have to learn how we have to learn our body. We have to become very, and this is a good time to do it. Be, be become really aware of your body, and when things are different or something different in your system that you know is different, even if nobody else can tell, it's a sign. Your body is designed almost perfectly. So if it's out of sync, if there's something going on. It's going to, you'll have a twitch or you'll have a ache or you'll have a weird, you know, discharge or you'll have something that shows up. So you've got to trust your body to tell you, hey, something's going on. But then when you go to the medical community and, and your medical professionals, you have to be your own advocate. 
Now, the problem is, if we don't ask the doctor sometimes, then they're not going to look for it. Because uh-huh. tests cost money and insurance companies are crazy. And so they're going to do the tests that they think are going to get them to the best answer. But if uh-huh. you don't ask them, could you look for this and look for that? Um, they may not, because you may not fit a profile. And so it can be expensive sometimes to have a whole panel run, you know, but it can also, in the long run, cut down on a whole lot of visits and, you know, extended illness. And, you know, so you've got to, be able to advocate for yourself and say, well, no, something's going on and let's figure out what it is. And then let's try other things that we keep doing this and it's not working. And if you keep giving me something for a yeast infection, it's not changing my symptoms. Then, and if they're not responsive to your concerns, then you might have to find another professional. You know, right. so it's kind of, it's kind of those, there's so many other things going on with us. Sex by itself would be a great topic and all the positions, but it's like so many other facets of it, especially for younger women and younger men. They're, they're, they're not, um, they don't really, they don't really understand that other than just having one night stands from the club, you know, and watching fraternity court later, it, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff in between that. Right. So what are the symptoms of gonorrhea? Oh, well, let's just go there. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. this information. I mean, because a lot of young, a lot of people don't know, even older women. A lot of people don't know. Oh, oh, oh! Guys, will have it burns. Um, a guy, a boy knows instantaneously. It they burn when they pee. They the thing about it is that. No one should have an STD today, period, because everybody should be gloving up every single time. Yeah, but if that was the case, and if in the ideal world, then there would not be a Lauren Lake fraternity court. Exactly, and and they should be doing it every time. So every time you hear, every time you hit the word baby daddy, you should look at that girl and say, and what are you thinking? Did you not hear anything that we have taught you? And our girls go around talking about pussy power, which means that that you have... Oh, my God, did you hear that word? Did you actually say that word out loud? You can say it. Oh, it's a terrible but, word. But that is what they call it, which means which means that they have lost their power because that is not where your power is that is not your power your whenever you have to depend on a single part of your body even if it's just your face or your brain for your power then you've lost all your power our girls have not learned what we have labored for them to understand. And I mean it like that. I mean exactly what I said. Because our girls have become a group. We are no longer, that that name is a misnomer. When we say black girls anymore, our black girls are a melting pot. We've mixed in so many different cultures. There is not one black girl that is just black. She is a mixture of so many different things. When when you see a black girl, she's got a lot of stuff in her to become that black girl. And she needs to understand that she was made from all these different things today to be that black girl. But to be that, she is a mixture. So she's not just one organ, and she's not just one piece of any race or culture. And so don't be defined by one body part, and don't be defined by just one label. To be a black girl, you got to understand that we've been through hell and all these races to be a black woman today because they drug us through everybody's, everybody's races, everybody's everything to make us today. 
and to define them. You know what, Dr. Sam, I think one of the things that would help is we speak very directly. So Dr. Pam is being very eloquent, but what she's basically saying to you all is, please don't think that just because you give it up that you're going to get that man because everybody's giving it up. Giving it a getting uh, uh, giving a getting a piece of ass is like going to the store and getting gum, and that doesn't separate you. It doesn't make you stand out. It doesn't make you special. It's almost like the reverse now that if you really want to catch somebody's attention, if you really want to stand out, it's not for being the most available. It's for being the least. It's for wow. being the one who he doesn't know. He's not gonna get to know all about you and all your. You're not going to word vomit on the first time you talk to him and tell him all your stories. You're not going to give him all your information and get tied up in his family and picking up his kids from school two days after you met. You know, it's not going to be some guy who says, oh, baby, you know, I saw you and you were the one for me. And he, he coerces you easily into sex because you're feeling so low about yourself. And this person shows you attention. And within a week, He's at your, he's living in your house, telling you to run your life and taking your money and beating your ass. And so, you know, if you really, really want to have that power, it's for not giving it up. It's for not being that person that they expect anymore. Because they get that a dime a dozen. And I'm not, I'm, I, I go back to, hmm? go ahead. I mean that, but I mean that and so much more because because I don't want it to be just focused. I mean that and so much more because I think that they. Well, we're talking about sex today. I know, but but they can't. I I definitively mean that and so much more because they cannot let any one thing be defined, be the definition of them. Because that is how um, the other culture lets white women be defined. And I am going to be hated for that, but I am going to say it. That is, <laughs> it is the truth. That is what they do to them. If you will look at why they won't let them hold um, high positions most of the time, it is because they like to keep them in positions, um, what is it, like doll cabinets. They, they keep them. They no. need to just keep their no. image and not have any substance. Yes, that is true, but not servitude. They keep them in um, doll cabinets, and anytime they show anything um, too powerful, they slap them down. Um, like lock the cabinet back up. If they don't yeah. lock the cabinet back up, they get rid of them and get another doll. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I like with Elizabeth Warren. It's there's nothing wrong with Hillary Clinton. Um, those kind of women who showed more power than they do um, um, sexuality slap them down so fast you wouldn't know it hit them. Women who show um, more physical appeal, they are allowed to stay. Um, if you can be quiet and oh, yeah, quiet you... Is quiet is always good. Quiet is good. Then you're okay. If you are a black woman, you can go in guns blazing and say and do what you want to do, and they are not going to bother you because they are afraid of you they they want to move out of the way because they um they they said look these women come from people like Sojourner truth and they might march up in here like harriet tubman or or oprah winfrey and we we ain't bothering them mm -hmm. but if they come in like these other ones but if they come in like the white people we know and we know how to handle ours. We put them back in their place, and they won't. They won't bother us. And that is how it is. So what but, do you? So so for 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 our younger women, um, what you're trying mm -hmm. to get them to understand is that we have to 
they to have be, a right to be a sexuality. They have a right to be, you have a right to be sexy and beautiful and then strong and at the same time. You have a right to have a mind and you don't have to be overly sexualized. You don't have to give it away and be beat down because you want to give it away, but you don't have to um, be, um, um, you don't have to let them turn you into something. You can, there can be. You know, a lot of a lot of times what we never get to say to our girls or even to ourselves, or we didn't grow up knowing this, we are perfect beings. We came here perfect. We're perfect the way we are. Whatever that personality is, in whatever body type that is, with whatever hair style it is, with, with whatever intellect it is or talent there is. If you are a bodybuilding, hair cutting, um, um, let's see. You can be Serena Williams. You tell could, them that. You could, that's what you could tell them. You could be Serena Williams with a with a Beyonce attitude. You can be a Beyonce with a doggone um, cleaner woman um, um, focus. It doesn't matter you because be who Serena you are. Serena Williams. Serena Williams is sexy. She does it. I I got and that. I'm not wrong. arguing that. I'm not saying she's not. What I'm saying is, if you're not <laughs> Serena Williams. But people tell you your butt is too big, and people tell you you're too loud when you talk, and people tell you stop talking all that book nonsense. It's okay. Have that beautiful butt, keep talking loud, and keep spewing that knowledge because you're perfect. You right. don't have to be skinny. You don't have to have the long wave. You don't have to be light skinned. You don't have to have the fake eyes. You don't have to have the artificial booty. But you can. But you can. But I'm saying you can have it all or have none of it. But be willing yeah. to say, I am perfect the way I am. And don't let anybody tell anybody that you've got to change. Because we've been told so much. My mother my mother loves me to death. But Lord Jesus. And she and I are the same body type. But if she gets a day in without saying something about my weight, I would be writing it down. Writing it down. Now, we're the same, same, way, same body type. Big, you know, big round booties, big breasts, small waist. Um, but and and she sees it in herself, but she still feels to me like there. You know, you've got to. You know, just being overweight, being. You know, now nowadays I'm considered what uh, uh, fine and you know. BBW. Yeah, all of that stuff. But for her generation, me, my body is you know, considered almost indecent because I got a big butt and I got a little waist and I got big boobs. And and so when you are taught that there's something not right about you, mm-hmm. that you've got to always be working on it, that you always got to be fixing it. Women diet their asses off. They, they um, pay thousands of dollars for hair when they can't pay their phone bill. They, they, they do all this stuff because somebody has told us somewhere along the way that it's better to look like everybody else and to compete by spending all your money on artificial and superficial rather than looking at who you are and appreciating you for who you are right there. Yeah, you're short that. hair. <laughs> well, I mean, it can start with sex, but really it's so much more. It, it ends up being so much more. And, and, Thank God, I mean, Pam's 21 years of hard-earned wisdom matched by my and fifteen or something years, even though we're the same age. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> and your and yours. I mean, mm-hmm. we we haven't getting we didn't, we're not this we haven't gotten to this stage in our lives to not know something. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, good gracious, I would love to be able to talk to girls and say, girls. Uh uh, stop that. Don't fight with each other. You're not competing. Who are you fighting over? That little mother F that just got off the bus? The one that just came out of jail? The uh, one who has got five kids and ain't paid a dime of child support? And yes, while we're at it, uh-uh, put them on child support. You know my rule about the bus. What? What's the rule about the bus? You know my rule. Tell it. I, I might know it. They don't. 
everything but the bus. Everything but the bus. <laughs> but, but what's his name? What's his name? To answer twenty-one questions. Would you love me uh, on the bus? Hell no. Every he was going through all the questions, I would do everything but the bus. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Nope. That's just some, that's just hood love. That's all. But it no. really is not even about him riding the bus. If he's riding the bus uh, to go to work mm-mm. and he's putting his money away to to buy a car. And get his no driver's license for fun. Not the bus. We rode the bus for too many years. No. But what I'm saying we, is, we the, on the, ones, the ones that they always fight over are the ones that ain't doing nothing, going nowhere, trying. You thought that so. they all fighting over the ones that ain't got nothing to do with them, and they just in line to be the next baby mama. Right. And I, so I answered the email last night from a young lady talking about he always talks about his most recent baby mama. And I said, you know, let me stop you right there. I don't need to read any more of your email. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be the next most recent baby mama. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> like, the fact that you even worded it like that, his most recent baby mama. I'm like, okay, that just tells me everything I need to know. You right. know? Right. Her question was, you know, she felt in her heart that he wasn't the right one for her, but he was doing everything right. And that's why he got so many baby mamas because he know how to smooth talk chicks and you Please. know all the stuff they want to hear, you know, dick them down real good and all that stuff. And then you move on to the next one. And it usually, and what's so bad about it is it's such a quick turnaround. Right. Because they're, they're so longing for love and attention that, you know, this guy shows me some attention for, oh, what, two, three weeks? And, mm-hmm. you know, Within three weeks, you know, you moving him in or paying his rent, right? Because that's his agenda. His agenda, because he doesn't. His representative can last for three weeks. His representative yeah. can last for like a month, and if he's in jail, yeah, right. his representative can last for a long time. Yeah, they can. They can hang in there for a minute. Now they're getting good these days. It used to be about three months. Now right. they can put up for a long ass time for the real the person shows up. I can't like like the first the first date you go on he opens the door he mm-hmm. takes you to a nice restaurant you know he pulls out your chair he listens to you talk now that's your first date now by date three which is like two days later if he ain't opening that door drop him that's the first that, drop him right there because you know he was faking it and he couldn't even hold up the funk long enough to keep it out for more than two days. So spend a lot of times we spend a lot of time telling men how we want to be treated and we basically give them the game plan. Let him right. the way he would naturally treat you and see if that works for you. That's what I believe. I believe too many women tell men how what they expect and then the men will put up they'll put on that front long enough to get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing is if a man is too available Bingo. and he's too always on the phone if he's too always trying to talk to you, you he, then you don't need to be bothered with him because he ain't got a job. You know, <laughs> you need to have the one who can talk to you on his lunch hour or the right. one who's between, you know, on his way to his second job and he can talk to you a little bit on the phone. But I got to right. put the phone down because I just passed him a cop. So if he's too available, and that's the thing, that's the dichotomy. Um, the, 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 not the dichotomy, that's the, the sort of the, uh, the, 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 the devil in the, in the wood pile is that, He's so available, and he's giving you all this attention, and he's mm-hmm. so, and it's like wow, and we can just talk, and he's dreaming, and blah, he shares his dreams, and that, and we talk every day, and we talk three times a day, and on and yeah, because he got nothing else to do. Right. I don't need you to be that available to me. I don't need to be that available to you. I need to be out there working too. So you right. know, it's a, this is a thing we learn seriously learn over time, yeah, absolutely over time. But if we can stop it now, if we can get it in your head now, mm-hmm. you're right. They'll turn around while they're in seclu- I mean, uh, quarantine. They look at, turn around, and look, and go, "How does M end up in my house social distancing? I just met him two weeks ago. Why he been in my house for two weeks now?" <laughs> right. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, 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 so check this out, y'all. There was this guy on online on one of the social media things comments always really cute and funny and in the dm this other guy tells me um stop laughing at his comments and 
I said, but he's funny. He said, he's not funny. First, he's going to keep commenting. Then he's going to hit you in the DM. Then he's going to ask you for his number. Then he shows me his messages from the guy that he screened, what is it called, screenshot? Uh-huh. And where the guy sent him messages. Then he shows me the screenshot of his text messages. He said, within um, a few weeks after this guy started following my messages, he was at my house with his homeless self. Next thing you know, he's coming to visit. And then this soon followed up with him coming to visit. Then me having to get him out of my house because the visit turned into his wanting to move in. He said, this there is goes a girl. Dr. Miranda and her daddy. Hey, y'all. All right, so you said this hey, is a guy. Guy. He's on thing. Um, huh? Because, yeah, he said, yeah. He said, he said, this is a, uh, this is what this person does to make sure that they are not homeless all the time. They, they troll social media to find people to friend who, and then they find male, people with. Male or female. With, no, they find male or female people who have homes and then they become your friend. They come visit you a couple of times, and then they come Move stay in. with you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And and um, you are unsuspecting, so I'm letting you know in advance that's who your friend is. Stop laughing. Oh, they wow. not that funny. <laughs> Did you stop laughing at them? I stopped laughing. There's so many different ways that we can get got now, you know, and because, like, I we didn't grow up in the streets, so not only do we not grow up in the streets to learn, like, all the street um, tricks, but then as social media has uh, flourished and and all the different uh, mediums that, that things can occur on, you know, the grift is real. If there's a con to be had and a con to be made, then the con artists are going to work overtime to figure out how to use this particular platform to do it in this one. So it's, so we, as the regular unsuspecting people, have to be more sophisticated with it. We, we can't, can't always view things negatively. We never do that. But you just can't be so Pollyanna that you assume that your values and your morals are going to be there. Because mm-hmm. the con is real. The grift is real. This man, yeah, man or woman, he ain't worried about the sex, but he ain't worried about the person. He's worried about himself, and he's just trying to find a place for him. And so if it means laying with a man, laying with a woman, laying with a dog, laying with whatever, that's fine, because it's not about you. It's about him. And if he gives you a disease, or if he, you know, somebody, he brings somebody over and they rob you, or, you know, he doesn't care, because once he's used you up, he keeps moving, because it's not about you. It's about him. Exactly. and it's very hard for us um, if we don't have people that teach us this. Like, I, I had a friend of mine who basically became my street tutor. Because, you know, I didn't even know what dry begging was. I had no idea what dry begging was. What dry? I was taught dry begging. So dry begging is basically you got somebody with you. Like, for okay, perfect example. This guy I was going out with um, back in the day. We're driving down the street, and he's like, um, you know, before we go, we go, before we go to the house, we go, we're, I'm driving, I should say. Um, he don't have a car. He's on the bus. Do you mind if we stop at the store? I was like, sure, no problem. And so as we're just, you know, in conversation, he says, you know, I guess I just have to kind of figure out what I'm going to get off the list because I don't have enough for everything. What do you think I should get since I don't have enough for everything? You know, I need cigarettes and then I'm supposed to get this. And I'm like, well, if you don't have enough, I'll just give you the rest of it. You know, whatever you need. I don't mind giving you ten more dollars or whatever if it helps. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's a dry bag. Because he already I knew that if he set it up, I would I would voluntarily give him money for it. You know, wow. so he's not asking me and he can say plausibly deniable, I didn't ask you for nothing. Mm. But because I'm gonna have a value system that says a a friend is in need and I have, I'll share. And he knows that. That's what that's what grifters do. They know. They know the nice people. They know the 
the the the ones that are, that are willing to give, and they're willing to take, and they'll just take until you stop. Wow! And because, and because we're, we're givers, and because we're givers, we feel like uh, almost guilty. Like, well, you know what? I have a few dollars. Why would I not share this with somebody who's needing it? You know. Okay. Well, I heard you say that so far. Now on, whenever somebody says, "Now, how's it that they do it?" And you offered the money up, Dr. Pamela. Okay, well, I won't be offering you. So, Dr. Pam, think about this. Somebody calls you out, Dr. Pam, it's so good to talk to you. I haven't seen you in so long. And how are the kids? Kids are great. You know, um, you know, it's it's kind of sad, though, because, you know, with this corona thing, they can't go to school anymore. And, you know, my cable got cut off, and I don't even know. I don't know how I'm going to get them to be able to do their studies and stuff. And you go, you, you, your cable is gone? Well, what happened? Well, I couldn't pay the bill, but, you know, we'll figure it out. And Dr. Pam, well, baby, I don't want them babies not to be able to get their schoolwork. How much is a bill? Oh, it's mm. only a couple hundred bucks. It, well, don't worry about it. No, I got you. I'll take care of it for you. I mean, it's not going to, it, it wouldn't affect your bottom line at all, at all. It's $200 for a bill for somebody to help their kids. It's not going to affect you at all. But it, but the problem is, it's a drift because if it, if after she talks to you, she's gonna call somebody else, and she's gonna get her groceries bought, and somebody else, and she's gonna get her uh, phone bill paid, you know. So, you know, I don't mind helping you, but if you're not gonna do anything but just try to get and take, I got a problem with that. Wow. Back to sex, back to dildos and vibrators. And <laughs> anal stimulation and oral sex and <laughs> make it make it a song. <laughs> yeah, honey. Now somebody gonna call me today and say, "Can I?" I'm gonna don't you don't you grip me. <laughs> <laughs> that is so um, The poor public, your poor friends, they were like, "Well, I better wait." Call Doctor Shan, Doctor Pam. Next, I'll call Doctor Pam in a week. She's too. She too. She's prime now. I gotta let that you know pass pass that her memory, or let it not be so prominent. I mean, well, but, you know, we don't I'm, have to be paranoid. Because huh? I want to break this up into two parts, so the podcast isn't that long. So I want everybody to hang up and then call right back, and we're gonna start part two. Is that cool? Are y'all busy? Are y'all are y'all available for a little bit more? I'm available. What you doing, Doctor Pam? Dr. Pam. Yes. Are you cool with that? Okay. She said okay. She, but she, she says she wants us to hang up and call back and do part two. Okay. That way I'm uploading okay. different days. So this would be part one. And then I'll we'll do part two. That sounds fun. Are we going to stay on the same subject? We can. So let's just hang up and just call right back. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Love and blessings. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.